Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Better, coming to you from the sweltering Studio F in the Calendar Tower. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me, my best friend, Julie Duffy. Hi. What's up, honey? Um, It's warm. Yeah, someone keeps turning off the AC. We got a problem here in the studio. I put some notes under some doors. (laughs) You did? Well, I came in here one day this week, and it was a solid 94. Oh degrees, God. honestly, in my office. I would turn right around and walked out. It was like a, honestly, like a sauna. Like there was active volcanic movement somehow. <laughs> you know where it, it didn't feel static. It felt like it was moving and getting warmer, not cooler. And that would have been a hard no. Well, you got people, Julie. When you're when you're in the life saving business, you don't get you don't get the hard. I no. know, honey. All right, all right. So what we thought we might talk about today is something I don't think we've ever really just focused on. Is like. Marriage and that close one-on-one relationship. Yeah. Right. Um, And uh, so we can talk about what works, and we can talk about what we think doesn't work. Yeah, so, I mean, we are not authorities. Oh, you might be. (laughs) Well, I I will say I've been working with more couples lately. Early in in, in my career, I have to say, like, doing couples work was – I did a bunch of it because I took – I took anything. <laughs> I took all the work I could right. get early on. And so I worked with a lot of couples. And those are – that's a tough hour. Like there's a lot of dynamic at right. play with a couple when you're doing, you know, active work with with um, with more than one personality. Yeah. And when there's – you know, people don't come to a therapist because everything's just perfect. You know what I mean? Usually we're working through a bump in the road, you know, which is um, fine. Lately, now that I've got a couple of decades under my belt doing this – I love working with couples because it's because I'm not anxious about like, you know, geez, I'm not sure what the next thing to say is or, you know, whatever I felt like when I was new at this. Now I kind of sit back and you can see a dynamic of interplay and you can get a feel for, hmm, I get it. I I see what's not working here really, really fast. I mean, within honestly, like um, not just the first hour. But and I think a lot of long-term therapists would agree with me. But within a couple of minutes, you get a feel for oh, oh yeah, I see what I see why this isn't working. And every once in a while, it's not working because it shouldn't work. You know what I mean? Because somebody's got a foot out the door and it's already right. done. So I, th- actually, that question just popped into my head. It, do do a lot of couples come to you? Um, I would think there's times when they come to you because one wants help getting out. It happens frequently enough that I within the end of by the end of the first hour with a couple um if I sense that I'll ask, you know, does somebody have a foot out the door here? Oh, like really? let's let, yeah, let's right let's away. say it. Let's get right there. Yeah. Because if that's what we're doing um a couple of years ago, Gwyneth Paltrow got a real hard time for using this term conscious uncoupling in breaking up with Chris Martin from Coldplay. Big mistake. We love Chris Martin, but probably not a big mistake. But but I actually loved that term. I actually really like that. So when I'm working with a couple and somebody's in there and they've got a foot out the door and they're willing to come to therapy to work it all through so that it's respectful and it's mutually kind, um, that seems to me the best way to honor a relationship that was. Any thoughts, Julie? Well, (laughs) (laughs) funny you should mention that. I actually was married before 
What? <laughs> this is yes. an outrage. Yeah, we literally just sat here and actually I texted my brothers because I couldn't remember how old I was when I got married, but I was 26 or maybe 25. Um, Which was just a couple of years ago, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And um, so, you know, we can maybe talk about other things about that, but I will say that when we realized it wasn't the right match, it was very amiable, not necessarily mutual. Right. Um, I didn't want to be married anymore, but we shared an attorney. We went to lunch afterwards, um, and there was a ton of respect and mutual support um, and love in the undoing of it. And I actually, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. <laughs> Which makes me think of another story. <laughs> you can tell it if you like. I mean, you you were. I remember. So we got together shortly after the end of your marriage, and um, I remember. I remember you talking a lot about how um, consciously you did that, how aware you were. I had so much respect for the way that you ended that because a lot of people just would run from you know. Oh, I got married in my twenties. This is a mistake. Okay, I'm done so with you, man. Right. So. Okay, this is a, I didn't know, who knew we were going to go this way, but um, I will give credit and a shout out to Bob Scholl. So I was working for Bob Scholl at the time, and he could see my young self um, saying things that I probably shouldn't be saying. In other words, he could see that I probably w- was not happy, yeah. and I was not uh, being careful with my with my words and my you know um, he knew I probably wanted to go about it a different way. Um, I was young. I was so young. And so how he, amazing of Bob! So yeah. Bob, Bob is one of our heroes, and really, I wouldn't have the job I have. We wouldn't have the life we have without this man who runs a business in Chicago called the Apartment People, um, and um, it is. But but he was. He was not um, an old man at the time, but he was he was wise enough to recognize that in you and and respectful enough to take you aside and say, you know, you've got to watch. He what said, you're he saying. said, I remember he said, Julie, be careful what you say. People can be very unforgiving. I couldn't tell you what I was saying, but I was probably uh, probably expressing um, my discontent, dis- discontent um, in a way that he knew I wouldn't want to be doing. Yeah. So. Uh, and you were young. Callously or whatever. And so he actually sent me to a therapist and paid for it. Bob, I'm That's remembering so all this. so sweet, right? I mean, so <laughs> and, sweet. And um, that was the one who I've talked about didn't say one stinking word, which worked for me because I can talk. I, I was able to talk and figure it out and see, you know, how I'd gotten myself there. You just need to and, hear your own voice. Right. Yeah. And um, take the time to, you know, to consciously, to be sure and to consciously and respectfully um, undo it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, painful to undo it, right? I mean, it, or, or was it liberating? Do you feel like it was the right answer for both of you? I uh, I could not speak for him. Yeah. Um, I remember... In fact, I was just thinking about this this week when I was at the Hit Locker where all, you know, 
wisdom comes back to me on the elliptical. That's where you work out, yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking about uh, how I remember like physically shaking, trembling. Like it, it was, I was completely taking myself out of context. It was hard. It was, it, I mean, I had no, no doubt. No doubt. What, what, what do you mean taking yourself out of context? I was taking myself, I was taking myself out of a context. Of the relationship? Yeah. His family was wonderful. They adored me. Um, and I knew I was breaking hearts. Yeah. Um, the trappings were all there, weren't they? I mean, like if he, if we were looking on paper, it looked like it was going to work, right? I mean, uh, and, and uh, planning. I remember you talking about planning the the, the wedding yeah, was so, big for you. Yeah. And- so I we started dating after college. I moved back. I moved to Chicago. Um, you know, with him basically. Um, I was checking out New York too, but I I stayed here, um, and I was immediately entrenched in his family. Yeah. Even before I got a job here, um, they were wonderful and they adored me. And, um, so, and then there was an engagement and that was a whole train, you know, that just took off and took on a life of its own, you know, the wedding planning and, um, showers. And I, I knew, I think I knew then it wasn't somehow I, I just said to John in retrospect, I knew in real time, right? Right. Right. <laughs> Cause I said, I knew in retrospect and you said, I think you knew in real time. I said, yeah, well in retrospect, I knew in real time, but it's part of your cautionary tale about things, isn't it? Because, um, you've talked a lot about that, that build up to the wedding, the showers, the parties, the wedding itself, planning the wedding itself, the dress, everything. <laughs> That that was a big part of, I, I think a lot for a lot of people. That's a big part of their relationship, and that next day or the day after that isn't really in in our minds as much. Yeah, and I, I I'm not the girl. I wasn't the girl who couldn't wait to get married, who'd been planning my wedding, who had a hope chest. You know, I, that wasn't me. <laughs> right. So so it wasn't just. Oh, I got oh I got distracted by the bright and shiny object. I wanted to plan a wedding. I it. It was everybody else too, as much or even more than me. You know, it was your parents, my were family, yeah. his. Oh, our. I'm literally kind of remembering all this as we sit here at the mics. We did not know what direction this was going to take, yeah. but um, we, our, my parents and his parents got along great. We hung yeah. out. We hung out on holidays. Like, you know, it, everything was. Um, super smooth in that regard. So I was undoing something that a lot of people were involved with. And I do remember... And built their lives around to some extent. Yeah. I remember like physically like trembling. I got this really bad um, like acne. Yeah. Cystic (laughs) acne, right? I mean... Yeah. And it was was all that I, you know... And I was not a teenager, and it, so it was like, yeah, it was all stress related. Yeah, lest this lest we pretty, believe that stress does not picture. create oh my issues physically, right? It was, um, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so it took a lot of work, and um, I, I guess I feel in a way, 
bravery. I, I don't know why I feel when I think about it now, um, but I, I feel like, again, thanks to Bob, I'm remembering, <laughs> you know, took a beat and I did it the right way. Do you feel like it was the first time you locked into yourself in a way, like you you really heard your own voice, or had that happened earlier too? Um. Oh, I I don't. That's a good question. I um, felt like I woke up. I was and I, this might be kind of a theme for me, but I felt like I woke up. I rubbed my eyes, I looked around, and I said, oh my God, I'm whatever, 27, 26, 27 years old, I'm married, I'm miserable, how did I get here? Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, went to therapy and kind of learned about, you know, we're always learning, <laughs> Um I guess about kind of how I got there, um, but definitely processed and was sure that, that it was not the right space for me. And thank goodness we didn't have kids. I mean, it was not, there were a lot of people involved and it was heartbreaking, but there was no, uh, it was pretty clean. It is brave. I mean, it's interesting to hear you talk about it again after we haven't talked about this in a long time, right? And, um, thinking back, I'm thinking like, I think that, I think that was, it's an interesting concept, isn't it? The idea that ending a marriage, ending a relationship in a respectful way requires us to tap something courageous, right? You know, it kind of uh, draws a parallel to the idea that courage and vulnerability run on the same plane, because once you recognize, you know, deeply how you felt, it, it, the answer wasn't vague to you. You, you, you know, when you woke up, you woke up and it was clear, wasn't it? You know, yes. And it was, and I remember this too. Um, I remember, I don't know if this was, was advice someone gave me. Uh, likely it was, but I remember getting to the point of being so sure um, that I wasn't asking for people's opinion, you know, which is a an important place to get to because people love to would love to weigh in, and, and it was also a gift. I mean, people might love to weigh in. Oh no, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't get divorced. Oh, I mean, it was it worked for me. Like with my parents, it was comforting for them for me to be so sure to not need them to weigh in because they at first came in like oh but honey he loves you so much right um oh but you know but why are you sure and i was able to say to them over and over again i'm sure tell them the same story tell them with clarity it was a gift to them that i got to such a clear place and I even remember, and this is kind of ironic, and again, I don't know what anyone's going to do with this story, but oh, there's a lot to I remember friends even being like inspired yeah, uh, by, sure. by 
the way I was sure and the, and the way that I did it. Um, yeah, it was kind of like, instead of, oh, you know, if, I, I think one thing to take from it is if you can process whatever you're going through, if you can do the work and process and be sure, and not that you can do it on your own, like work it out with a friend, a coach, a therapist, a therapist. Coach, yeah. um, but if you can be sure, it's a gift to those around you. You you free them from from having to weigh in. Because people will judge you if you ask them to. <laughs> Good point. You know, uh, <laughs> brilliant um, point. And uh, I mean, no one really wants to be doing that. So again, if I had been unsure and, and wishy washy and mealy and gone to everyone and said, "What do you think? I don't know." Blah blah blah. It would have just been a hot mess that I would have dragged everyone into, and uh, I was able to not walk down that path. So I get that, man. It, it, <laughs> it, it's like it, it eliminates all this dissonance and anxiety about like, mm, boy, could that have worked? Should 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 something have happened? You you specifically, but probably anybody who's in a relationship and knows for sure. That probably does. It, it probably is a grand relief. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to support that. You know, do would you think having been in those shoes? Do you think if you're not sure that you probably are? Um, that's that's hard to say because there's a million. You know, people are very complicated, and there are a million things that can make you feel not sure. Um, I couldn't speak to that. Um, but gosh, oh, I was going to, I forgot. I lost, I was going to say something. Um, oh, I remember here's one thing I learned about myself that was so, um, clear and kind of amazing is I remember, um, my mom and dad saying, oh, but he loves, but he loves you. I know yeah. I already said that. Yeah. And I, and this sounds this is going to sound arrogant I guess, but it, but but to me it felt it feel it felt right in how everybody should feel. I I felt like, well, he of he doesn't get any extra credit for that. I of course he does. I'm awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm lovable. So I wouldn't just be with someone because they love me. I don't think there'll be uh, any shortage of that for me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how that sounds, but I, re but it was a very, but it was like a theme. It, it was a profound moment that I remember like, oh, well, okay, but that's not a reason um, that I understand that I. Yeah. You acknowledge that fully. I'm love. I like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm being careful how I say this because I don't know how it sounds, but it was a, it was an empowering. No, you're, you're being careful not to sound arrogant, but your point is that you honor yourself enough to know I'm a lovable person. That That's not the win. That's not the, that's I'm not not gonna, the reason. I'm not going right. to stay for that because right. I don't feel that way. Yeah. I got to feel that way, right? You know what I mean? Like, isn't that part of it? Wasn't that the other, isn't that the flip side of the coin? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I guess that's, and that's super obvious. Like, I didn't feel that way. Yeah. Um, and, and it was very quickly I realized I had I had love for him but not, I wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't my, to be my husband. It was right. wrong. It was, it was the wrong. 
Wrong move. Yeah, and you, you had a gut reaction to that once you woke up. Yeah, the process of waking up uh, and then getting clear was not a short one. Um, yeah, I, I knew that it wasn't right for me. So you're making me think about the um, research that I have read about relationships and some of the best research. I think I, I can't tell if, if what you went through in your first marriage was um, would would support this research or, or would run against it. But the research that I cite most frequently suggests that relationships thrive, um, not when you get along well, when you have a lot in common, but um, when you do things together, but if you carry fondness and admiration for one another, floating both ways. Um, and I'm almost hearing that in that relationship, there was fondness and admiration. Um, but maybe there was an imbalance? There was fondness. Um, but I don't know about like, you know, res the kind of respect and admiration I needed to have for someone who was going to be my husband. Yeah. It's just hard to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I'm trying to find the right words. I'm trying to be respectful. And I had no idea, you know, as you know, we had no idea we were going to talk about right. this. So right. it's been a while. Yeah. And, um, but no, I, well, I can imagine listening and I'm just thinking like, if I'm listening to this, I'm wondering like, Oh, what's the missing piece? Like this is Julie is really smart, really in tune. Um, you know, if people are in relationships, people probably wonder like, okay, what, What's the part that's missing that needs to be there in order for something to work? And maybe that's too linear a question. Maybe relationships are too complicated for that. Um, not that it, it wasn't uh, deserved. I didn't feel the respect, admiration, and the honor, you know, that I feel for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I need you know, that I need to have there. So I do think that, that it kind of plays out it, that, that theory, um, that that can carry you, but we were so young. I didn't want it. Nothing needed, in my opinion, nothing needed to be carried. Right. <laughs> it wasn't the right thing. Um, that's really clear. Yeah. And, 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 and not that there, not that he wasn't that for someone. He, you know, he was a great guy from a great family. It was just not, it was the wrong guy for me. And, and it's exactly what I was going to say is then as much as he thought at the time that you were the right girl for him. Right. You weren't. You right. know what I mean? Like, no and, way. And that's, um, and I had a relationship like that before we were together where, you know, I think I held on too tight at times and she held on too tight at times. And in retrospect, it was like, it's easy. And sometimes it's easy to see in the rearview mirror, like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm certain that she was the right girl for, for somebody, but definitely not for me. Uh, it's hard when you're in the thick of it, right? I mean, uh, so there do, it does take a certain degree of courage to, especially with so many other people involved, right? And, and, and the, um, the wave of energy supporting your relationship to say, hmm, you know. Yeah, to say. Because you, you, you're not just ending that relationship. You're ending your relationship with his, with his parents and your parents' relationship with his parents and their families. So yes, there, it was. It was. Family tree that gets dissolved. It was gut-wrenching. Yeah. You know, I was saying, this is not 
the right you are not the right people for me. You are not the right. This right. is not my family. This is not the right place for me. And that was so hard to do. Especially because there wasn't anything glaring. Nobody no. Did any, I mean, it's a, it's a weird, it's an interesting thing when you ha- have to end a relationship when nobody's done anything wrong right. or horrible. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like I just knew it. I knew. Yeah. I, I'm repeating myself, but I had one foot in and one foot out the whole time. You know, you know, once we got past the honeymoon and a few weeks in, I mean, literally, like, I I don't think we hung pictures on the wall in the apartment. I never changed my name. Right. You know, just, again, really the young. Sign, the signs were pretty clear. Although people get married <laughs> that and at that age all the time. And but are for together me, forever. My sister, my sister super got, got married when she was, what, 20, 21? Yeah. And, you know, she's 60 now, and... Yeah, know, 58, yes. 59, and you it's know, they're very, very individual, right? So, I don't like the phrase marriage is work, it's hard work. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be in a marriage or that was a ton of work. So, that's that's the <laughs> that's the thing that people say very about clear marriage about- and relationships is hey, marriage is work. I and I and you and I, we've talked a lot about this particular phrase. And that idea that marriage or relationships are work, that's that feels like a dooming, doom-like setup to me. That's a ball and chain kind of setup, creating some degree of animosity from the gun. I think I think marriage and relationships require um, attention, cultivation, yep. and attention. And but I but but labeling that work is troubling to me. Well, and Todd Adams, we did a podcast with Todd and Kathy Adams, and this came up, and he was saying that I was using the word, defining the word differently, which I'll take. But for me, um, you know, I'm all about the joy. (laughs) So you and I are, would, would rather be with each other than anybody else. For me, it's, I'm, uh, yeah, it's got to be, that part has to be kind of a no-brainer. The joy part. Joy, fun, love, um, fondness, admiration, um, respect, friendship. friendship. Um, yeah, we we just have a blast, and we and I'm thinking, you know, I, I I'm just thinking we're doing this in real time. <laughs> I'm just thinking about what it is. Um, yeah, that's the idea. And you know, going back to the fact that we met in improv class, that was a gift because it was a year-long class and you know preparation for good improv is you know breaking down the walls of communication and really getting to know someone and really seeing someone that was a huge gift seeing someone um you know really seeing who someone is and you know we went through that together and then we were in an improv group together so we got to kind of really get to know a lot about each other yeah yeah so I think I think that in in couples that I work with, here's what what I see, and and I'm curious to see if you know if you would agree with this. Um, I see that that marriages work thing kind of holds, and people believe like um, this person I've chosen to spend my life with has become a pain in my ass. I, honestly, I the, the, you know, and um, and I there's nothing I can do to please you, and. Oftentimes, I find that the answer to that, if it's if it's the right match, and you know, and you get you can get a feel for that. There's a chemistry tie, I think, to that that is immeasurable. You can't quite measure it, and that's why 
I have some I've worked with some couples who met on match.com and so or you know through uh, a service or something like that and there's this faith like you know see that works I don't think that's why it works I think it's like if you find the right person a person you can connect with in the right way and you cultivate that relationship and you you are fond of them and you admire them it's going to work and what I mean, what, do you think there's something to though the form? I don't, I don't, I've never been on one of those sites. Do you think there's something to the formula that that there's that you know a lot about the person going in? That there is some something that's matched about you that gives you a footing, um, like a kind of a leg up? I, well, I have no here, idea. Here's here's how the so so the guy who started Match is a um, a psychologist. Okay, and he used um, a very clever psychological testing technique to put an algorithm together to make this match thing work. So it's not, hey, we both like soccer, so I'm going to match these two people right. who like soccer. It's like, no, people who like soccer tend to connect well with people who are accountants. You know what I mean? Like, and so he, he uses his database in an ongoing basis to fine-tune the types of people who tend to be attracted to? So each you think other. there's something to it? That um, I, I think there might be. I think it's a starting point. I think it's a starting point if you're in a shallow enough pool in your life uh, where you just don't have enough connections with other people um, that you would be drawn to. And so if if the pool's too shallow and and you feel like oh, I got to pick from these few people that I know or you know like I live in this town and there aren't that many people around, then I think it can be really useful. And I've worked with people who've who've used it that way, but they've used what you've what you took from your first relationship, your first marriage, um, and applied that when it worked. And they so they use that just as a starting point, not as an answer. And really, kind of dated for a while, and cons- and sometimes lived together. You know, so we one one element, one thing that younger people are doing now is they'll live together. People aren't quick to get married anymore. The, the, the age of getting married in a generation has, has jumped up about four years. And um, fewer people now in this millennium ge- millennial generation get married than ever before. But there's an argument to be made that they are putting together more successful, long-lasting relationships. Okay. The, the divorce rate by generation is actually going down a little bit. Okay. You know? Um, so do I think there's something to the algorithm? I think it's really clever. I think it's just a starting point. You yeah. know, I think you can put way too much faith in that and end up in something that you don't want to be in, you know? Um, if you're not awake. If you're if oh, you're yeah. awake, you, because he can only get you so far. I was so not awake. Can, right? I was not awake. But I think if you keep your eyes open and you're awake and you pay attention to how does this relationship make me feel? You know, and there doesn't have to be a villain. That that that's one thing that's really important to remember in close relationships is, in order for it to end, it it doesn't have to be that there's a bad guy. It can be like, oh, I want to, I, I I need to be free of this because it's not working for me. And if I need to be free of this, then you need to be free of this too. Right. You know, like you might you might be hanging on, but there's a difference between love and codependency, which is, um. It's from the outside, the line doesn't feel very fine at all. It's not hard to read from the outside, but when you're in it, you feel like that's my life raft and I need this person so badly in my life. And if they go away, I'm nothing. Well, and that's that's unhealthy. There's people who are 
in marriages that have children and it's a financial thing and it, it's super hard to undo. I'm thinking of something that I didn't know if I, you know, I don't know if I should go here, but um, I'm going to. Um, so back to <laughs> um, my first marriage and how hard we worked, how respectfully we unmarried. Yeah. So, you know, then John and I meet, you know, fall in love, get engaged. John is cradle Catholic. Yep. I actually, my family started going to the Catholic Church when I was in seventh grade. And <laughs> um, I think my parents showed me a very healthy way. It was a really dynamic parish. There was a lot that was great about it. But anyway, John was a cradle Catholic, and you wanted me to investigate getting an annulment, which I understood. Yeah. So I go down... So that we could get married in the church. Yes. Yes. Which was important to you, you thought, and definitely your family for a few minutes. Um, So I went down and sat across from a canon lawyer... Yes. ...who... Um, a canon offended is, is all a, my a, sensibilities right. by telling me that what I, he wanted me to do was basically say that my first marriage did not exist. Right. And um, I'll just say that, that um, I found that appalling <laughs> and uh, uh, um, offensive and... Um, that just wasn't going to happen. You know, I don't know what the loophole is. I know a lot of people exercise it to say that a relationship that you entered with someone didn't exist so that you can, um, you know, they can wave a magic wand and you can, you know, get married in the Catholic church. Because canon law, the the Catholic, canon law is the, the law within the church. And the law within the church states that you get married once in God's eyes. And so if you can prove that that you were never married, even though you had a wedding in a church with a priest and your friends yeah. and family present and God watching, <laughs> if you can prove that never happened, <laughs> then you can do it again, you know? So that was and, that and, was interesting. And and so yeah, I came back and I told John what the deal was and he could just tell, oh yeah, I'm not well, you. Sweetly, I will not have you do that. <laughs> sweetly, you you were willing to do it anyway, if you remember. And but I could tell just because you were stronger than me at the time in a lot of ways, and I had faith in what you how you felt about that. I could ride that. You know that it felt like, mm, you know what, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like honoring the reality, the truth. This feels like a lie. It was and absolutely I'll do it, not, but it, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a lie, and it's, not, it's a lie well, I really don't want to live. Right. I, I did say when I came back, I was kind of like, well, I'll, you know, I'll do this, but I don't know. Well, well, and you right away could tell it wasn't the right thing, and so I don't know ultimately if I would have. And, 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 and we got married in the a non-denominational LaSalle Street Church at La, Division in LaSalle, which was amazing. Well, and I... So... Um, and God was there. It's interesting, right? And God was there. And it's interesting to go back, you know, um, all these eight years. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a few more than that. But um, uh, there was a moment um, where you and I were out to dinner with friends in a restaurant in the city, and um, and I don't remember. I think we were not yet married. And your 
ex-husband showed up yeah. uh, in that restaurant. And, um, and I met him. And it was this kind of moving moment. And it was very emotional for you. And, and in a way, for in, in that moment, at that meal, I was like, oh, yeah, this happened. I'm grateful. I, I, I was grateful to this man for being that part of your life where, you know, like, you know, I don't know if you would have been the person you were when I met you. I remember he called me after we got engaged and congratulated me. He was, yeah, he was, he was amazing too, through the whole thing. Yeah. And it was, it was heartbreaking, I think. Yeah. It's brutal, isn't it? To, to break someone's heart. Like, yeah. That seems like the last thing on earth you, Julie Duffy, <laughs> would want to do ever. Yeah. 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 And yet, if it was the right thing for you, it had to be the right thing for him, right? If you weren't, if you weren't all in, how, how could he really be? Right. So it would be, it would be an illusion, right? It wouldn't be real. Yeah. So I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know what the takeaway is. Oh, I think there's a bunch of takeaways here. You know, I think part of it is like, you know, um, you can trust a formula to an extent, but at some point you have to be as woke as you can be in order to honor a relationship. Sometimes honoring a relationship is ending it. Right. Right. Um, and that's freeing both of you up, even if it doesn't feel like it at the time. You know, anybody who's been on the bitter end of a breakup over time probably realizes this isn't the thing for me. And and one thing that I, I fall on pretty frequently um, is I think we all want this that relationship too. You know, like I've worked with a few people who have been self-proclaimed lone wolves. This is, you know, I don't want I don't want to share this life with anybody. And that always feels at a base level like fear to me. Yeah. You know, because I think we all want somebody to bear witness. We want somebody to laugh with on mm -hmm. and and to watch the Americans with uh, late on a Saturday night and have popcorn. And, um, <laughs> and that's what we did last night. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, my part of the bias I have is don't, don't give up on that. Don't give up on that because your heart's been broken, you know, um, move on there. There's a heartbreak happens for a reason. We've all been through it. I mean, I think you have to go through some degree of heartbreak to find the thing, find the one that works. Yeah. You know? And then I think, you know, another message is. Do whatever you can to just kind of get to know yourself and get clarity um, before you make a move. Or even, you know, before you make a move. And you might be in the middle of something and you might, you know, be making a move within something, <laughs> in or out of it. But, um, yeah, to the, to the degree that you can go through the process and get clarity... Yeah, yeah. The better you know yourself, the more you'll you end can... up in the in the most right places. Yeah, and that might mean saying no to somebody else, right? Because because you're just your ship's passing, right? And it's like, okay, we'll take something from this. This is a this is a moment, and we'll have this moment, and then we'll we'll move on with our lives, yeah. and we can honor that moment forever. But then we got to go find our people. Yeah, you know, and um, it's worth it to find your people. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it to find your people, and so um, don't give up on it. And no matter where you are in life, uh, this is better, guys. Um, I love you, honey. I love you, honey. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Bye.